You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 20 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Nolene Sliney. Nolene is a makeup artist and green beauty blogger that has created an online platform teaching her clients how simple, easy, and fun makeup can be by enhancing their already natural features. She does this through her one-on-one makeup coaching sessions, online makeup courses, and workshops, and is basically living the laptop lifestyle, niching into an area that she truly loves and servicing her clients wherever in the world she may be. I love Nolene's business model and it's food for thought for our industry. When we are looking to serve more clients, it's possibly just a matter of looking outside the treatment room and expanding our knowledge through the ever-growing World Wide Web. Now, before we dive into this episode, I wanted to say Happy New Year. I hope that you've all had some rest and relaxation time after our busy December period. It's a huge year for us here at Beauty Business Co. And I am bursting to tell you that our Unleash Your Beautypreneur five-day challenge is about to start. You need to make sure you are on our mailing list. So head to www.beautybusinessco.com slash freebies to sign up. And yes, it is completely free. This challenge is all about programming your mind for success to make 2019 the most epic year in your beauty business. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get started. Nolene, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so fantastic to have you on the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show, Angela. I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I really love the podcast and I just love what you're doing with this and I'm super excited and very honored to be on your podcast today. Yeah, well, that's so good. I know that we've connected. We're a part of a couple of different entrepreneurial groups and um, I think I was actually having a question about podcasters, podcast interviews and you'd done a couple and you'd actually given me great advice on the platform I was using and that's how we've actually connected. So it just goes to show you when you're a part of different communities and someone reaches out, it never... Um, you never realize what pathway it's going to take you on. Hey, (laughs) absolutely. And that's what I love about, you know, the internet and I love, you know, about Facebook groups, for example, like the ones we're in and, you know, it just, it's great that we can have these communities and people can be anywhere in the world and, you know, just connect. And you just, as you say, you never know what amazing things are going to come from them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before I get you to tell us all about you, I want you to start the show off with telling me what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. I love this question so much. (laughs) And well, for me, um, a a hashtag beauty boss is somebody who, you know, really just empowers people. And, you know, so really somebody who wants to make people feel absolutely fabulous and does their best to do that, you know, in every way they can. And obviously in the beauty industry, you know, obviously just the looking 
good part, side of things as well. So somebody who really uplifts somebody in that way, but also who makes them feel fabulous too, because at the end of the day, you know, that's what somebody is coming to us for in the beauty industry to, you know, have this lovely, beautiful, relaxing experience. Um, but as I say, for me, it's also about the feeling side of it as well. Um, and it's making somebody feel, you know, just so fabulous and full of self-confidence. Um, and for me, I would say also on, so obviously that's on the client side, but I think for me also a beauty boss, um, it's also on the, like for other industry professionals. So it's also really empowering them as well. You know, um, I'm a real believer in community over competition. And um, I think they're, you know, they're actually that together we're so much stronger. And, you know, when we're all empowering each other and helping each other and, you know, helping like, you know, newer people coming up in the industry, I feel that that's something so important. And, you know, there's enough business for everybody, in fact, more than enough for everybody. And that's, yeah, I guess for me, that's what my definition really would be of a, of a beauty boss. I love that. Wow. I think you're my new soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> You're my, my Irish beauty biz BFF. Wow. <laughs> We're on the same level there. And that, that, you know, that's exactly right. Like I was starting this and you had reached out to help me and it's sort of like, wow, you've done podcasts and I'm doing a podcast and being able to um, share the knowledge to, to help me along my journey so I could have saved time. And that's now what I'm trying to do with all the other beauty um, business professionals that find me is what can I do that I've done that can save you time and overwhelm within your business. So um, yeah, we're definitely the, We've always got our helping hats on. If, we, if we've chosen this path of um, beauty industry, it's we've, we love caring for people. We love helping for people and we love making people feel good as well. So whether that be your clients or you choose to help others within the industry, there definitely is enough room for all of us. Um, because, gosh, the amount of phone calls I get from my clients that have moved to the area um, looking for a new beauty professional to help them with their treatments is outstanding. So um, they could have just been coming from two suburbs away. So everyone's looking for the most convenient and most um, beautiful customer experience that they can have. And yeah, it's a lovely industry to be in, isn't it? <laughs> it absolutely is. I totally agree. And I loved how you summed it up there. That's exactly it. You know, I, I do believe that we, you know, are in this industry because we do love in general, just helping people and caring for them. And I love how you say, put your helping hat on. And that's exactly is what we do because, you know, I know obviously same, you know, if you're a beauty therapist or a massage therapist or a makeup artist or whatever it is, you're not just that. Like you do so much more for people as well. And, you know, as you know, people even, they come to, to you for advice about lots of different things, you know? Yeah. So I definitely believe, yeah, that's what's something that is, um, very important in our industry but it's also one of the most amazing parts of it as well and it's so uplifting and so fulfilling isn't it to like really feel that you've made some sort of a difference in somebody's life and you've really made them feel so much better whether it yeah. be a client an industry professional or just even somebody you meet in the street and you help them with something you know yeah yeah absolutely well, you know, and that leads us into where our industry can take us wherever you want to be in the world because um, we had a little discussion before the interview start of, you know, where you've come from and where you're living now. So um, I am inspired to hear all about your journey and um, share from the very beginning what led you into the industry to what you're doing now. Okay. Um, so my journey is definitely not the traditional one that you hear a lot of people talking about that, you know, 
they've been doing this since 18 or they always knew they wanted to be in the industry. And for me, I actually was in the corporate world for a long time. And so I actually, to be honest with you, when I was younger, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. The only thing I really knew what I wanted to do was travel. So that was a huge part of my plan for my life. Um, and I'm glad to say I definitely did that. Um, but I think the makeup kind of side of things, that really only came, I'd say kind of when I was like a late teenager maybe. Um, I definitely didn't have, like my mom brought me to, you know, brought me to the shop to buy my first kind of pieces of makeup, but it was kind of just of a like, right, there's makeup, you need to buy makeup, that's it. There was no kind of love or passion in it there. And that's nothing against my mom, of course, but you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, it's just something you do at a certain age. So I guess for me, there was never that real kind of, um, you know, influence there of makeup. And it was something I was never, I, I would say probably I didn't even like for such a long time. But then once I really discovered it and I started wearing it more, like when I was in college and things like that, for me, I started to realize, oh, actually, I really like this. And I got more confident with experimenting with it. And um, then I guess, you know, as I say, I did go into the corporate world and I actually studied um, business and finance in college. So, because I thought, you know, that's what you do. You get a nine to five job and all the rest of it and you do that till you retire. But I always knew this is not what I want to do. It's not what my passion is. I never really enjoyed what I was, you know, any of the jobs I had. And that's really what they were, just jobs. You know, it was like, okay, get up, go away and come home. And then you might work like 12, 15 hour days and you come home and you'd say, what did I actually do today? Like, what did I achieve? Nothing. So um, that urge for me, you know, was kind of still there to, first of all, do something different. And I always knew, one thing I did always know as a kid was I wanted to work for myself. I always knew that someday that's what I wanted to be my own boss and to have that freedom to choose, you know, to choose like what I, what I do, you know, when I have like work, when I work, all that kind of things, who I work with. Um, but yeah, it was just, I think it was just kind of one of those things that kind of, you know, over the years that just kind of gradually kind of became a makeup artist and gradually started my business um, and really kind of the crux of it came about I'd say four or five years ago when I was in a job I really hated like it was like the final straw kind of thing you know it's terrible how we always need that you know sometimes something crazy like that to happen before we actually make the decision to do the things we want to do but I, at that stage I kind of knew right I definitely want to be a makeup artist but I didn't really know how to go about it and um, I checked out some schools and things and um, and then I found a school that I really wanted to go to, to do my training. So, and I did end up going there, but it took me again another like while to actually do that. And then, as I say, I was in this job that I hated and um, I just ended up quitting. It was like, it was that bad. It was like, right. Like it was all, it was affecting my health and everything. It was affecting my entire life. I was so miserable. And so I quit and I, my partner actually, he was the one who said, you're quitting that job. I'm sick of this. You're so cranky all the time. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was affecting me so much, you know, or affecting him and the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did. And then I went and did my training. And the second I did it, like the first day in the makeup school, I was like, oh my God, why did I not do this years ago? Like I knew right away that was the right journey for me. So that was really it then. Like I did my training. And then once I kind of came out of the, the school, um, I actually kind of found clients. I wouldn't say pretty quickly, but I actually had like even a client like lined up before I even left. It was a girl that I knew and she's like, I'm getting married. Can you do my makeup for me? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know what to charge or anything like that. So I guess she was my very first client. And yeah, kind of just like kind of gradually then, you know, I started to realize as well what kind of area I wanted to work in and makeup. And I would say that's definitely changed a lot as well over the last years, even to what I'm doing now. 
So um, one of the things I realized was I, I loved doing wedding makeup. So I did that girl's wedding makeup, but then I realized it was something actually I loved doing, you know, in general. Um, it was very, you know, it's very special, you know, to be part of somebody's very special day like that. Um, again, it kind of goes back to our thing we were saying earlier about, you know, helping people and wanting people to feel amazing. Um, and, you know, no better day than somebody's wedding day to make them feel like that and just give them this awesome, like, you know, special experience. You know, you want the whole, and, you know, as a makeup artist, you're the first person there in the morning. You know, you're there yeah. before photographers or anybody else is there. So that was something that I, um, I loved doing for a while. But then after a while, I did realize that um, for me, I loved, love, and I still love the education side of makeup. So it's like teaching people how to do this for themselves teaching people how to simplify their beauty routines. Um, natural and organic beauty is a huge part of what I do as well. And um, that's something that I kind of, I'd say I call my green beauty journey, it's really been for about 10 years now, but that's something I really kind of incorporate into what I do as well. And um, so really kind of, long story short, I guess here to some of what I'm doing now, it's I'm concentrating more on the education side of things. And um, so like I have like my online courses, for example, um, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients, so like we're talking here now on Zoom, um, and teaching people how to do this for themselves, so how to do it, you know, taking away that overwhelm, because I feel people are very overwhelmed these days, there's so much information, there's so many products, and you know, even myself sometimes I have to take a step back and say, oh my God, like what do I actually need here, you know? Yeah. And um, so I feel that's something that, you know, it was something that when I, before I became a makeup artist, when I was like working in the corporate world, when I was like a consumer, I found it very overwhelming. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what products I needed. And I wasted so much money on products I didn't even need or didn't know how to use or weren't right for me. So I want to, this is what I'm doing now is like actually teaching people all that for themselves as well. Like trying to give them that information that I didn't have when I was, you know, in their shoes. Um, yeah. So yeah, and as I say, educating people really about natural and organic beauty as well, because it's so important what we're putting on our skin because it's absorbed into our bodies. So, you know, just as well as, you know, we're, we're eating well these days, we're very aware of the foods we should be putting into our bodies and what we should be, you know, the nutrients we need. But that's just, that's an extension of that is your skincare as well, is your makeup products. You know, they're all just as important as that side of things too. Mm. Wow. I love your story. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and basically, you know, because I know I've got um, a worldwide audience that listens to the podcast and they're doing lots of different things. And it's really great. You've taken the industry and put it, it's, you've put your spin on it to suit your lifestyle. As I say, the industry can take us wherever we want to go in the world. And you're basically living the laptop lifestyle of a beauty um, industry professional, you know, <laughs> fantastic. You could, so do you do, so you're based in Poland now? Yes. Yeah. And do you do clients? um for their wedding makeup still no so i've stopped doing that now um, and so when we were living in munich in germany before this um, and i'm irish so maybe some of people some of you girls might recognize my accent mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of irish in australia yeah there is yeah, yeah absolutely i think there's more irish than australians sometimes over there we even have irish clubs like there's a lot of irish people here 
<laughs> oh, it's crazy. I should, half of my family live in Australia, actually. <laughs> oh, we'll have to have you come and visit with one of our beauty boss retreats or something like that. That'd be oh my God, I would so love that. I keep meaning to go back to Australia because as I, we mentioned before we started the podcast, I lived in Australia for a year, way back when. Um, and I, it's been on my to-do list again to go back again. So I, that would be a brilliant time to go for one of your uh, retreats. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so good. Well, I'm hoping to have it international so I can go away. But if we have that would be good too. we can invite you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do both actually, Angela. That would be even better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I love that fact that you have created this um, opportunity to do Zoom consultations with your clients because with the digital world a lot of our even um, salon owners who are actually doing the services they can open their doors up to such an um, an opportunity to widen their audience like we've got a lot of regional places in Australia where they actually can't get to a salon very often and it would be really great to be able to open their doors to having even that you know the shop always say the shop front on the online store gives you that 24 hours a day opportunity to make money but what about the opportunity to have these consultations over the computer screen to yeah basically fulfill someone's um, problem and give them a solution for skincare and makeup and I was looking at your website before as well with your um, courses and I think that's absolutely fantastic because obviously I'm doing courses and um, a membership platform for beauty industry professionals. But I really think you have tapped into such an incredible market, having that opportunity of people to download cheat sheets and skincare tips from your actual website and, um, and be able to buy something from you as well, which means that, yeah, they can take that, read that wherever they want, whatever time they want when they're about to go to bed and, and I hope your PayPal ticks over with the dollar, dollar, dollar whenever they've done that. Like, it's so fantastic. Do you, do you reap a lot of rewards from doing that? Yes, absolutely. And I've got some really good feedback from it as well. Um, you know, it definitely, I will say like it hasn't been, um, I won't say difficult, no, but it's certainly like, you know, obviously like you're a, you know, a fellow professional and you're obviously an entrepreneur as well. And you're used to the online world. And a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs as well. Well, not always, you know, obviously there's a lot of other clients as well that I have who aren't in the entrepreneurial world, who aren't used to like using, you know, Zoom or any of these kind of online apps. And they're really just not so familiar with the internet in general. Like they might use it for the odd thing. So, you know, sometimes like at the beginning I was getting these questions like, oh, how, how can you do that like online? But then when you sit and explain it to the people, they're like, oh, okay, that, that all sounds great. Yeah, because exactly like you say, like, you know, there's going to be like, especially in Australia, like, you know, you've got like the East coast, which is very populated. And then you've got other areas, like people living in other areas too, they're a little bit more remote and they can't always get to a salon. You know what I mean? But yet they still need, they still have the same needs as everybody else. You know, they still want to have great skin or, you know, this kind of thing, but like, you don't necessarily have to go somewhere in person. Yes, of course, if you want the facial or something or a massage, that's a bit different. And it's lovely to have that experience. But the thing is these days, like our world is online. Like, you know, whether we want it or not, it is. Everything we do is online. 
And I think we really just have to keep up with that as well. You know, we have to move with the times. And, you know, a lot of the, the information we can give, we can give to somebody online. We can give a consultation, you know. Like some of the things I do, for example, especially with the online consultations I do is like I send a questionnaire in advance. I mean, I used to do that with the in-person ones anyway. But if there's something I feel that I need to know a little bit more of, well, then I'll just ask them in the questionnaire, you know, like what is your skin type or whatever. Explain it to me in a bit more detail. And, you know, when you hear what someone's saying, you get a very good idea and I asked them to send a picture and they're all very simple things do you know what I mean and I just and as again with the online courses for example like for me it was the same thing like people are looking on online for like information so let's say beauty things like they look on YouTube for example they'll look at blogs and that's great and there's some amazing YouTube channels out there and amazing blogs but it's very time consuming to do that you know and also then you're getting bits of information here, there, and everywhere. And you're like, oh wait, what's that thing that she said again? Or how did she do that? So with the online courses, what I want to do is like, you know, the, the aim is to put all of that information in one place for somebody so that it's simple for them to find, you know? That, and as you said, they can just sit in bed and watch this and do it. And they can binge watch the, the videos if they want to in the course, or they can watch one at a time and implement it. But it's that they can do it in their own time, but also it saves them time. Because as I say, everything's all in one place wherever they need it. And, you know, I even include things like product recommendations, you know. So again, because, you know, it's very all good and well, somebody saying, okay, this is how you do this smoky eye or whatever. But like, then you're like, okay, well, what products do I need? I have no idea. So at least then with the courses, I like give them these, as you say, like these cheat sheets, with products on them that they, it's a start for them anyway and yeah. you don't have to go down and look at 100 or websites trying to figure out oh god what, what products do I need here you know yeah fantastic that's so great and you know I think with Facebook and Instagram obviously fantastic platforms to be able to find people um you know find the people that you want to um find you but at the end of the day, we always talk about owning your own email list. And I love the fact that for every single cheat sheet, you've actually got to fill in your email to be able to receive that cheat sheet. And then you've got that data there to be able to retarget in your own way. And, and also just on top of all of that with, you know, the hub and place for people to refer back to so they can continually learn from you. You become the expert. You're, you're the um, the go-to guru guru for what they're interested in. And if it's on a particular, you know, what your ethics and values are for what you want to teach and they're interested in that, then they will find you and they'll continue following you. And if someone starts talking about eco-friendly makeup um, in conversation at the dinner table, you'll be the topic of conversation. And I, I love that you're building your brand around that. I think it's very, very smart. So congratulations. And if anyone is listening to this going, oh my goodness, how on earth has she done that? And I'll leave all the links to your um, handle so everyone can check you out as well. Cause you know, maybe someone is in the industry that is after that as well and do doesn't know too much about the eco side of the beauty world. Um, that you can definitely help them. But I think it's something we could even chat about further in regards to like, if anyone's interested in learning how to set that up within their beauty businesses and online website then that could be something as well of how to you know build your tribe with your email I think it's a really really um, important topic that we all need to be across as well 
I totally agree. Yes, um, Angela, that's and that's something I wish I'd had done earlier, actually, because, you know, you hear these things. I mean, in fairness, when you start off, we all know there's like a million different things. You're told do this, do that, do the other. And we're all trying everything. But email has been actually the, the most powerful thing, you know, for me in my business. And, with, you know, because you can really build that no like trust factor. And I know you can do that like on Facebook and Instagram and that kind of thing, too. But I feel with email it's first of all it's more intimate you know and um, like you're in somebody's inbox like they have chosen to give you their email address you know which is really great and you know like how I like to write is like I write just like I'm speaking do you know what I mean so like if people are worried that oh I'm not a good writer you don't have to be I'm not, I'm not a great writer but I just write what's in my head and how I speak it's like it's if I'm having a conversation and that's the feedback I've got from people like they say to me oh I love getting your email oh it just feels like I'm having a little chat with you and you know so for somebody out there who is worried as I say about writing don't worry about that you know or if you find it easier, like make a little video like every week for them instead, like two, three minutes with like a tip or something or, you know, even just to pop in, say, hey, just wanted to say, make you feel good today or something. And, you know, obviously you can talk about your offers, of course, and things as well. That's so important. But I just think email is so powerful. And the other thing as well is it's so important to have an email list because, you know, like obviously there's all the algorithm changes and things with Facebook and Instagram. And also at the end of the day, you know, we don't own our accounts on there. We don't own those platforms. So if Instagram goes tomorrow or Facebook goes, you know, and you've built up like a, you know, 10,000 following or something, that's all gone, you know, and you can't get them back. And, you know, if you have people's email addresses, you'll always have the email addresses. Do you know what I mean? As long as you still have the permission from them to email them, you will always have that. And um, so I definitely think it's really, really powerful. And I find actually like most of my sales come from my email list like it's very rare I'll just get one just randomly from Facebook or Instagram or something because most of those people that are on my email list they are people who maybe already found me on Facebook or Instagram but I'm building that relationship more with them on my email list mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and from um we might get to this later on but I just thought while well, I've got it in my head to ask you how do people find you so if you don't have a shop front do you you invest your dollars into Facebook advertising or Google or do you have the SEO working well for your website so I haven't really done much with Facebook ads at all to be honest with you um, I don't really invest in those it is something I'm definitely go going to consider and um, but I've kind of gone the more organic route really to be honest with you and um, so it's just like optimizing my blog posts for SEO and um, you know word of mouth obviously so like obviously when I was doing the in-person stuff a lot of my people are still you know my community are still the people I worked with before and um, and then them telling other people about me and um, it's also been in communities like you know like FEA that we're in the female entrepreneur association and um, collaborations are a huge one for me um, yeah. to be honest with you collaborations are really what worked for me so when I had my in-person business so when I was doing the bridal work I collaborated with a lot of people then and that was really what grew my business when it was in person so I collaborated with photographers and um, other wedding industry professionals and even other makeup artists I collaborated with and that is a, a amazing way to grow your community because you're getting in front of someone else's um, audiences as well Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean and likewise they're getting in front of yours um, and it's a really great way to meet other people as well you know um, and then when I decided when I was doing fully online like I'm doing now I realized well actually that just go back to that again so that's what I've been doing I've been doing like things like you know podcasts like this one for example and um, or you know like running kind of say little um like free challenges with other people's audiences you know that kind of thing as well and that's really what's helped to grow my business 
Um, I feel that like social media and everything is brilliant, but I really don't feel it's something to rely on. And I feel, and I certainly made this mistake as well of like getting caught up in the, you know, the numbers or you have to have like 10,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers and all this, but that doesn't matter. Um, it's really what's much more important is building those real relationships with real people, like building that community. And even if you've only got 10 people on your email list or 10 people who follow you, well, you know, they could be 10 people that absolutely love you and that will pay money like to, you know, for your service. They can't wait to buy from you. That's so much more valuable than having these huge, you know, like followings that nobody really, you know, even sees your posts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so absolutely. that's why I say so collaborations I'd say collaboration is probably my number one way, really, that I get clients. But then, you know, there's all the other bits and pieces as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know there's there's so much work into finding out how to collaborate with the right people. And I, I know that there is a lot of um, networking events that we can go to within our um like there's a lot of entrepreneurial um, networking events that I'm attracted to because of what I'm doing, but I also own a salon as well. So if there's any events, um, you know, that's happening with a mum's group, that's, you know, I'm a mum and I'm a business owner and a lot of mums like to support other mums. So they're the types of things that I like to show my face in person with, but also from an online perspective, um, the influencers I know is a big thing where a lot of salons are like, oh, I need to collaborate with influencers so that it can, you know, use the product and start to talk about it. But again, it's sort of looking at that thinking, how is this going to grow my community and getting in front of a real person that could potentially be your real client or has their real, has friends that are, could be your potential ideal clients is, is a lot more important than someone who's maybe got to 80,000 followers on Instagram, you know, I've definitely done the influencer marketing and it's worked for me as well. Um, which is so fantastic, but yeah, we can, we've got to be across all the things, but we can't rely on just one specific thing. Cause when it comes to, Oh, how am I going to get new clients? You've got to really look out the box with today's day and age, you know? So absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really valuable information there. So which hurdles, you continually see popping up when it comes to running your beauty business and so do you mean my business or businesses in general however you want to answer it I think anyone's going to receive a bit of help from it well I think definitely you've kind of touched on something there that I see a lot happening a lot in the industry and that is going back to this thing about like influencers and you know these big followings on Instagram and something that I'm noticing a lot is um you know, people are putting a lot of weight on like what celebrities are saying, for example, right? So if so-and-so celebrity says this thing is the great, you know, the best thing ever, people are going to go by what that person says instead of looking at what like us professionals are doing. Do you know what I mean? So people are putting too much weight on that kind of thing now, or if this person has like so many hundred thousand or a million, whatever following on Instagram, oh, well, they must know what they're talking about. Now that's not to say that, you know, like these people might be really good at what they do, but that doesn't mean they know exactly how to treat somebody else's skin or do they don't know how to put makeup on somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's great to watch what they're doing and all of that. But I feel that, you know, I, I, I kind of see this culture now, as I say, where people are just taking too much of that kind of advice and it's not really the right advice. And um, I even sometimes see like wrong advice being given. You know what I mean? Like um, I was actually, this is not necessarily to do with me, but I was chatting to somebody recently who's a nutritionist and she was telling me that um, there was this, I think she's like this particular girl is like a footballer's wife or something and has like 5 million following on Instagram or something. And she said she gave this piece of advice 
And she said, I was looking at it and I was saying, that's so wrong. And she said, there was about four or 500 comments underneath going, oh, that's great. I'm going to do this. And she said she wanted to scream and say, no, like just because this girl, this girl is not a nutritionist. She's just famous for being famous kind of thing. You know, she has this big following on Instagram and she does all these lovely photo shoots. But, you know, she doesn't. And again, this is not trying to say someone doesn't have the right to say something. Of course they do. But I just feel this is the problem is that people are just taking things at face value too much you know, and they need to take a step back. And this is where education is so important. And I feel us as industry professionals, maybe this is what we have to do better is that we have to actually, you know, get that out there that you have to educate yourself about you. Do you know what I mean? You have to find out what works for you, what skincare products, what makeup products or nutrition or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not one size fits all. And so that's something for me, I'm finding that I think in general in the beauty industry and just in general, maybe in other industries as well, even like the the wellness industry in general, the health industry, these are things that um, I'm noticing cropping up quite a bit over the last while. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I guess it all comes back to the wording that you're using in the treatment room. I know with people coming in saying, oh, do you do microdermabrasion? And it's like, well, yeah, I do, but I need sure that if that's right for your skin because it may or may not be or so-and-so is using this cleanser do you have it in stock and it's like well yes I actually do but look at your skin and see if we can get you on the correct regime so um yeah it definitely does with and even with lash extensions you know with the the more um lashes that are visually seen on Instagram it's like oh I kind of I wanted them fuller and it's like well you booked in for the classic eyelash extension set and you've shown me this picture of a volume lash extensions and it actually looks like a strip lash anyway so that's not really desired result you're gonna get so again coming back to the communication of you being the business owner and um, making sure they're very much aware through their consultation on what they're going to receive, what the expectation is and making sure that you decide what's right for them as well. So yeah, that's a big one. I haven't really thought about it in that way before. Obviously I do the right thing by recommending um, everything customizable to them, but very very, um, easily influenced now. Um, <laughs> yeah and it's funny I used to notice it as well a bit with because it's interesting to say they're about the lashes and it just reminded me of something else that when I was working in the wedding industry that was another thing like you know people were looking at Pinterest and they're like oh I want you know to look like this and I'm like, I'm, like I have to explain to people well actually the, what you're seeing on Pinterest they're models first of all you know and like also and they would have like so even like everything would be like bigger and better and they'd have like these you know like big huge bouquets of flowers and people were telling florists they wanted these and the florist would say okay you can hold that but you'll only be able to hold it for five minutes because it's so heavy <laughs> it's not <laughs> practical for your wedding day <laughs> do you know what I mean and it was yeah. the same when it came to the beauty side of things and you know and obviously you know, and that was what my job was like my job was to explain okay that hairstyle might look great on her but it's not going to suit your wedding dress or you know that's really not suitable for your face shape or you know your hair type or whatever and it's really as you say managing those expectations isn't it like mm, yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> actually have it way worse than what we do in the beauty industry can I look like Jennifer Addison please <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, Jen Addison's hair it's so desirable yeah. isn't it we all want that, but you know. <laughs> oh, I know. I need her volume. <laughs> oh, God. 
I need everything she, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's so good. What are your top two important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own beauty business? That's such a good question. And there's so many things I could say on this. Um, <laughs> but I would say for me, the, one of the number one things I would say, um, and again, it's something I wish I'd known, but it's that um, you need to also invest in, you know, the, the business side of things. Um, so, you know, we can go and do our training as therapists, makeup artists, you know, estheticians and everything. But, and, that's, and that's great. And it's, of course, you have to have that knowledge and be able to do the job that we need to do. But that's only once, actually, that's only a small part of it, really, because the running the business side is just, it's even bigger. Because, you know, you can be the most talented esthetician out there or most talented makeup artist or therapist. But if you don't have any clients, it's such a waste of your talents, if you know what I mean. So you have to learn how to get clients and how to run your business and all the bits and pieces that go with that. And for me, that was something I didn't realize when I started. Like it was just all about, okay, train to be a makeup artist and that's it. And then you finish and then you're like, oh, okay, I have to find clients now. Um, how do I do that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? How do I set up a website? How, what, do I even need a website? What do I need? And those kind of things. And um, so I would say like, you know, if there's somebody literally just starting out and they're only either training now or thinking about becoming like, say, a therapist or whatever, like save some money as well for the business side of things, you know, so like business mentoring or coaching and um, even, you know, things like platforms like, you know, your business, um, beauty business, um, like the Facebook group, for example, like they're really good things even to just get you started because obviously, you know, it can be quite expensive at the beginning, but they're definitely things that, you know, you should be building towards. And even if you start off with a few of the free Facebook groups, but at least you're getting into that mindset as well as a business owner, you're learning from other people and then, you know, you can invest in your own business coach or mentor. Um, so that, as I say, that would be my number one thing that I think everybody should know. Um, something else I would say as well is, um, you know, don't let other people's negative comments get to you. And, um, you know, you can often hear things as well when you're starting out like, oh, there's so many, you know, there's so many salons, why are you opening another one? We don't need another one. Or there's so many makeup artists. Well, yeah, there's a lot of like makeup artists and a lot of salons or whatever, but that doesn't mean you can't have one as well. You know, nobody does things like you do, you know? And maybe there's, maybe there are clients out there going, God, I wish there was like another Angela, like there's someone like Angela out there and what you have to offer, you know, is what they want. How you do things is what, you know, you, like you could have 10 people, you know, give, giving facials, but not everybody's going to do it the same way. Everybody has their own way and their own personality. And, you know, someone's going to click with you more than somebody else. Um, you know, one example I'll give of that is like Starbucks. Like when Starbucks opened, there were already like coffee shops. But, you know, just because there were already coffee shops doesn't mean you can't have another coffee shop. Again, as I say, it's the way you do it. So I'd say that, like I say, don't be listening to other people's negative comments and, you know, and don't be comparing yourself to other people as well. Like we all have to start somewhere, you know, it's so important and you're, you know, just, and it can be slow, but steady, slow and steady wins the race and that's okay. You know, yeah. it's a lot, again, there's a lot of those stories out there, isn't there? Like, oh, you know, I started with zero and then in six months I was a millionaire and it's like well like 99.99% like of people that doesn't happen for you know so and we all fall into that trap it's so easy to listen to that they're inspirational and it can happen and it's great but you know don't think that's what it's going to be but it's okay to do it you know your way and take baby steps as you're going along and because it's all a learning experience yeah absolutely and I think if someone's just starting out in the industry and they're wanting to start their own business because they um, see another person doing it and they're making lots of money they also need to make sure they're coming back to their core of is this something they're very passionate about 
And that's why I actually created the Beauty Business Vision Planner, which is my free little download on my website, because I think it's really important if you've got an idea, you need to map it all out and see that 360 degree um, view of where you see yourself. And it's not going to into the same path. And you don't know someone's, you know, my Instagram's pretty polished, but you can see the behind the scenes all the things that I do with my son and how I'm, you know, running around like a mappy every day. Like it's, it's definitely not easy running a business. And when you're starting out, I know that it's sometimes the, the making the money can get in the way of it, but our industry does take a lot of care and time. And it's really hard work doing the business side behind the scenes to actually become successful and have those clients come through the doors. So yeah, instead of looking at other people, stay on your own path, and um, yeah, shiny object syndrome. I've got a little bit of that. Sometimes get in the way, but you need to definitely. Um, that's why it's so important to have vision and your core values in place. Because if the shiny object does get in the way, you can always come back to that and say, actually, that doesn't really align with what I'm doing. I know that was um, a girl on the podcast, um, Iris, who they they've been. Um, contacted a lot from the really, really big people um, to take over their product. And um, the, the dollar signs were all in the eyes of everything, but it didn't align with where she wants her product to go. So yeah, sticking to your true values is really, really important. And yeah, not letting the competitors, um, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like what you do they'll prefer what someone else is doing better and that is okay as well because you're all your individual selves and um your your tribe will find you as i always kind of say you tr- your your vibe attracts your tribe i think i say <laughs> I totally agree with that and you've, that's just two excellent points you made there angela like and just actually on that last one you made i i think as well that's why it's so important to niche down so like, you know, and again, that comes back to your big vision as well, because, you know, when you niche down, like, you know, again, that's something at the beginning, I know for all of us, you know, you're kind of thinking when you hear that, you're like, oh, but does that mean I'm not going to like get as many customers? But that's not what it is at all. It means you attract the right people, you know, and it's going to be those dreamy clients, the ones that you love working with and they love working with you. And it's very, very important to do that. And it also then, that's because as you said, like, you know, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody you know so like it is important and it's okay if people don't like you like if people are saying no to you sometimes that's a good thing because it means then okay then it's you're getting closer to the people who do want to hear you know the people you want to work with but also the people who want to work with you as well who really need you as I say you attract those like but like kind of thing um so I think that's very important and I think as well as you said there the big vision and your values that's so important too mm-hmm. because you're right like if if somebody's in the industry or any industry just to make money well that's fine you might make money for a while but after a while that's going to shine through do you know what I mean you you can tell the people who are truly passionate about what they do and you know when you're doing what you love anyway the money's going to follow eventually do you know what I yeah. mean it just it's just how it is because again you are attracting the people you want to attract, the right people, you know, the people yeah. that you cannot wait to work with every day, that you're dying to help them. And as I say, and they're the people, like, even as a consumer, you know, you think about it, you go to somebody, you know, like, and especially when what we do, because it is so, um, it's so personal and intimate, you know, um, and you want to go to somebody that you feel that you can trust, but you, uh, you get on with, do you know what I mean? And you can tell in that, in somebody straight away, do you know what I mean? Like when you're speaking to them and 
when you're asking them about their services or their products, you can tell like whether they're really into that or not. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And they're the people we always end up buying from. And um, I think, isn't there that, there's that expression, something like we don't buy things, we buy from the person, do you know, you're from buying people. Like, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that be a product or a service or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you've got, you've really niched your market down and what you do extremely well. Um, and I know that there are a lot of, um, complete service salons, like for my own beauty salon, I do everything except for body massage. Uh, there are a few unique selling points that I have that makes me different from another salon. So if you are doing all the things, you can still have a couple of really, um, yeah, what you've got to look at what makes you unique. So there are, there's enough beauty business pie for everyone. Um, but you've got to find what makes you different. What is going to have that client keep coming back? And is that client your ideal client? So that's sort of how it works in, in synergy. Basically you put out there what your ideal client looks like to you because you're trying to design a business around your life and how you want it to look. And then those clients will find you because of that unique selling point. That's basically how it works. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. So are you on your phone a lot? I'd love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Oh, so I try not to be on the phone too much, but it's, you know, you go through phases, you know how it is. Some days you're like, you get on Facebook or something and you're there for much longer than you expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. But I would say for me, my favorite apps would be um, Trello. I'm a huge Trello fan. Um, I, got, I use it for everything. Like I use it for, to keep my business organized, but I also use it for personal stuff as well. So we, I even have like our shopping list in there and everything, like our food shopping list. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but that's one that I can't live without. Like I put everything in there. And even if I have like a thought when I'm out walking or something, I put it in there. So it's like a reminder I can go back to late, later. And it just really helps keep everything organized for me. So I absolutely love that one. Um, I would say another one, uh, a Dropbox I love as well. Um, I'm a big fan of Dropbox. Again, it's a great way to keep organized. Um, and especially like the reason I started actually with Dropbox originally was because I had so many portfolio pictures. Um, so when I had wedding pictures and things like that, so I needed to keep them somewhere centralized. So Dropbox is what I started using and I absolutely love it. And now I actually use it for so many things, like even the free guides that I have on my website, like I still store them in, in Dropbox and it's really great because then when I'm on the go, I can still access something whenever I need to. Um, or if I need to do, you know, put out a post on Instagram or something, I can just go in, get a photo from Dropbox and I'm good to go. Um, so that's one that I love as well. Um, let me think. Uh, I love Pinterest. I mean, how can you not love Pinterest? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Being a creative yeah. as well. That's always one thing to get inspiration from as well. Oh yeah, all the time for everything. Like, I mean, I have so obviously, I, you know, there's a lot of like makeup stuff in there I have and, you know, there's my own blog posts and things like that. But I also love it for, you know, as you say, for finding inspiration for lots of things. Like one of the things that I learned to sew like about two years ago and I'm still a total beginner, but I love going in there and even looking for things like that, you know, for inspiration on how to make something. And um, it's just brilliant for all aspects of life, I think. And also it's really great for business tips as well. Um, and yeah. I find there's a lot of brilliant things in there now, like, you know, great checklists and, you know, about what to do on social media and that kind of thing. So I've got a lot of really brilliant um, tips in there as well. Yeah. And did you just say that you've got your own blog posts on there too? Yes. Yeah. So I've recently started using Pinterest for my business, my own business. 
Um, and um, it's been going really well, actually, because a lot of people had said they got great results from it um, because it is a search engine, really, at the end of the day. It's not really a social media platform. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a really great way to drive traffic to your, to your website. Um, and another thing that I've done is I've participated. So I'm on, uh, I use Tailwind to schedule my Pinterest posts. And in Tailwind, you can, they, have, they have things called Tailwind Tribes, which is basically like, so for example, one of the ones I'm in is for natural and organic beauty. Uh, sorry, it's actually more, sorry, wellness, but it's like anything wellness related. Um, so as I say, natural organic beauty, anything like that. So you can go in there and you can share other people's posts. So for example, I shared a, shared a post yesterday and it was about essential oils. Um, which is also something that really, you know, my community would love to read about as well. Or there could be in things in there about like uh, nutrition or, um, you know, kind of mindset related. So I share other people's posts, but they also share my posts. So again, it's that way of getting in front of other people's audiences too. So it's really nice. And you can build a lovely community as well. Like I've got to know a couple of the people in there as well, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, because... I just love Pinterest in so many ways. So whilst it's not technically a social media platform, when you're using something like Tailwind, you can actually make it a bit more social as well, as well yeah. as get the low benefits too. That's fantastic. That's great. It's a really good market to tap into as well. Yeah, yeah. Just another platform <laughs> for us to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another one on the list. <laughs> another one. We'll add that one to the list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, what is one thing you are constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Oh, it would have to be accountability. <laughs> um, I would say like, I, I'm, I'm pretty driven, like, and I do like to keep organized and I can get on and do things, but you know, I do have my days where, as you know, like you were saying, the shiny object syndrome or, you know, the days where it's like, you know, it's like if you, like I work from home a lot now. So, you know, especially when you work from home and you really, you know, want to procrastinate a bit. So you might be like, oh, I'll do the washing instead, or I'll, you know, make some food or I'll clean, you know? So that's where the accountability is really helpful. And what I do is, um, there's one, another Facebook group I'm in, actually, it's kind of a, it's a monthly membership and she has a monthly, um, it's kind of like a co-working session. So I find things like that are really helpful for me because you know, it's just, for me alone, it's just the fact that I have to tell somebody I've done something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, even if, you know, they might say, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I cannot not, like, I can't say to you at the end of this, I didn't do that. I have to do it. Um, yeah. And actually, there's, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Um, it's a brilliant book, actually. Do you know the book? I know the book. Yeah. I haven't actually got that one, though. Oh, you should read it. It's very good. And in it, she goes through what the four tendencies are, basically like four kind of personality types. Um, so my personality type is obliger. And um, what an obliger is, is somebody who is like, you know, and again, maybe this is why I ended up in the beauty industry when I think about it. It's like someone who is like, if you, so if you give me tasks to do, I will do them. Okay. Because I can't let Angela down. Do you know what I mean? So it's always like, you're very eager to get everybody else's tasks done, but sometimes you fail on your own because you don't prioritize yourself enough. So, yeah. um, and there's different, the other ones are kind of like, everyone has a, you know, their own thing, but it was just a really interesting book to read for that. And then one of the suggestions she gives for someone who's an obliger is have accountability. So that can be whether it's in your business or your fitness or whatever it is, or maybe you want to read more. Do you know what I mean? So maybe you could use an app to help you with that. But again, it's that accountability. 
So for yeah. me, um, that's a big thing that helps me in my business. And, and that's where communities like yours come in and um, like the Female Entrepreneur Association, because you have that, you know, you also have that support there as well whenever you need it. So whenever you're having a bad day or you just have a question about something, you know, it's really great to have those communities around you and just people who get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we all have friends who, you know, and family who are not in entrepreneurs, who are not doing what we're doing. And, you know, they might say, oh, that's great what you're doing, but they don't understand. Like, they're, maybe they're in nine to five jobs and they're employees. And again, that's, I was an employee, so I know how it works. I would never have understood somebody in a, in a business when I was an employee. So it's really great to have those kind of support and, you know, communities there for you when you need them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think to get the ball rolling, I do want the Beauty Business society free Facebook group to be a lot more interactive and I think the sharing your win and what's been the the best um, or what's your goal for the week and things like that will hopefully get people to to talk a little bit more because our industry seems to have a name on it that we're all a little bit secretive of what we're doing in case someone steals the idea and I'm trying to disrupt that I really want to take away that barrier and let everyone realize that if we empower each other, we're all going to be a lot more successful because we do have someone else back for us. And it's really great to have someone congratulate you on a win that you've had, whether that be that you've got 10 extra people in your Facebook group this week or sold 10 packages from your, um, you know, your skin fit membership site. Like there could be, we're all on different paths and journeys. We're all at the beginning or we're five years in business. Like let's, start lifting each other up and helping each other move forward. And, um, and again, yeah, save that time and overwhelm within our businesses. If someone knows something that's going to help another person, then that's really going to be uplifting for that other person as well. Yeah. This is why I love what you're doing, Angela. It's so needed in the industry. Um, like, like I've, I've no problem saying that when I started in the makeup industry, I was, I was shocked. I couldn't believe like secretive is a word. Yeah. You said it there. Like that's a word, how it is. Um, you know, you'd ask someone a question and they're almost like, why would I tell you anything? You're going to steal my customers. Like and I was shocked by this. I was like, why wouldn't people like, why wouldn't we all want to help each other? Like we've all, you know, been, we've all been the beginner and we've all moved up different levels and there's always going to be somebody behind you and always going to be somebody in front of you. And surely together, our adult, you know, our, we're stronger, are we not? Like surely, as you said, like we can help someone and it's better for everybody. It's better for the entire industry. We all, like when one grows, we all grow when we help each other. It can't have, how can it have a bad effect on anybody? Do you know what I mean? It can only be good. And um, so this is why I really love what you're doing because as I say, it's so needed. And I remember um, like when I started, like, and I'd say maybe I was about maybe eight, nine months into my make business career. And um, I joined a Facebook group and it was this guy, I, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's basically, he's a, he's a very famous makeup artist. He's even won Emmy Awards. Um, he's, he's a celebrity makeup artist. Like he's worked with some of the most famous names in the world. So I thought this is going to be a great Facebook group to be in, in his group. And it was the most negative place I think I've ever been in. It was horrendous. He was terrible. Um, and so there's this other lady he worked with. She's also quite a famous makeup artist. They kind of ran the group together and they were 
just the way they spoke to people was horrific. Like I couldn't believe, like someone would ask a question and they would just put them down or not like say, well, figure it out for yourselves, this kind of stuff. And I was like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it. I left that group pretty quickly. And then, but that was my first impressions then of the, you know, the beauty industry. I thought, is this what everybody's like? And I'll be honest, I'd had even up until then, I'd had other, you know, a few other like kind of bad instances with other people in person and stuff in the industry. And so I kind of actually almost didn't want to be around any other beauty industry people for such a long time because I had a bad experience. And of course, then I started to meet other people and I realized that everybody's like that and that they are lovely. And then we would collaborate together even. Like there was even another makeup artist who was doing similar work to me when I was working in Munich. And we used to work together because when I couldn't take a client, I would give it to her. When she couldn't take a client, she'd give it to me. So like, you know, we're helping each other. Then we'd sometimes yeah. even do stuff together, you know? So that's why I say like, it's so important that you're doing what you're doing because it's not, I don't even know of any other really beauty industry people doing what you're doing. So mm -hmm. this is fantastic. And you're doing a great job of it as well. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm sure there is a few others out there and it's totally fine for me as well. You know, like at the end of the day, I've got um, some really incredible beauty industry professionals in my corner and a few um, that have actually just jumped at the chance to work with me and go on my podcast and they might cross paths a little bit with what I'm doing, but that's again, like I've really valued them for actually, um, yeah, not kind of shutting down what I was trying to, what I'm trying to do in case my followers don't follow them or whatever it may be. So yeah. <laughs> there's enough for everybody don't worry about exactly. it <laughs> there's seven billion people on this earth surely like you know oh. we can share a few customers you know <laughs> That's right exactly so we'll move on to some rapid fire questions you mentioned a book just before but what's the best book you've ever read oh it's hard to pick just one because there's so many amazing books i've read so if i'm allowed to mention more than one is that okay of course, go for it. If you love um, books, I love books. I just need to have a little bit more time to read them. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I'll give you a tip on that in a moment because I was in a similar situation. Um, but books that I've loved, um, I would say The Big Leap by, is it Gay Hendrick, I think his name is? Um, I have actually read that book twice now and I'll probably read it again. And I get something, I got something different from it the second time I read it. And it's just a fantastic book, I think. Um, yeah, it just really, it just gets you thinking, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I really love that one. I'd put that up there as one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, another one that I loved was uh, Worthy by Nancy Levin. That was a fantastic book as well. Um, just, I loved how she just, you know, I don't know, there was just so much goodness. I got so much from that book. Like, you know, she talked about it, obviously, from a financial perspective, but also just in every other area of your life. So mm -hmm. again, that's a book I'm probably going to read again at some point. Oh, that's um, a good one. I haven't actually heard of that one. So I'll put that on oh. my because yeah. Yeah, we all we all need to um, make sure that we realize we're worthy enough in all areas of our lives. Absolutely, I totally agree. I definitely think you'll like that one, Angela, actually. Um, yeah. I obviously loved Carrie Green's book, She Means Business. That's a yeah. fantastic book again. I've read so her much. a couple of times. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> and I've listened to it on audiobook as well. It's like, again, it's one of those ones I go back to again and again when I... I think it's the I, way that she's written it. It's actually it's one of those ones that you can flick to any page and you end up on something that can help you. So, yeah. She did that really, really well. I know that she was stuck on it for quite a while yeah. before she got it published. And um, yeah, I'm so glad that she pushed through with it because it's a lot of gold yeah. nuggets in that one. 
I totally agree. Um, and another book, um, so like actually something I love to read about is kind of like, so like the psychology of like successful people, like why they're successful. Um, I actually read a fantastic book this year, which is kind of ne not necessarily about psychology, but he does have a book I do want to read. But this one was called Black, Books, Black Box Thinking by Matthew Syed. And actually the book was about how it wasn't necessarily just about entrepreneurs, although there was a chapter in there about entrepreneurs, but basically the, the kind of the, the message in the book is that mistakes are a good thing. Like we actually like have to make mistakes and that like, you should be learning from every mistake. You, like, you, you, like you should be grateful for them and you're going to learn from them. And yeah. um, I just absolutely love that way of thinking. And I think, again, that's maybe a piece of advice for people, well, whether you're starting off or whether you're whatever stage you're at, I think. Um, it's such an important lesson, isn't it? Like that, you know, we can see mistakes and go, oh my God, I made a mistake that's terrible or that didn't work out or that didn't, launch didn't go so well. But actually every single mistake is an opportunity to learn. And mm -hmm. I think you learn much more from the mistakes than you do from even the successes. You know, obviously we want more successes than mistakes, but it's the way you, you have to switch your mindset. So that's what I loved about this. It's like, no, like, God, it's a really good thing when you make mistakes. What an opportunity to learn, you know? So that's yeah. why I really love that book. Um, uh, but uh, like, I love like sports books as well. And um, like, I love reading about successful sports people, like, and how they think and how they've overcome, you know, these challenges they've had. And, um, you know, you guys obviously are a big rugby nation over there. And um, so I, one of the books I really loved that I read was um, by Richie McCaw the New Zealand, ex-New Zealand captain, that was a fantastic one. And he talked a lot about mindset in there. And I just love that kind of stuff. I definitely think that's applicable to business so much and just life in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I you hear a lot actually, of there's a lot of um, like entrepreneurial, even documentaries now. And it seems there's a few sports people um, going in there as well. I've recently watched the Transcendence um, series from the Food Matters TV. And, um, yeah, there's like a, quite a few like tennis players and things like that in there. And yeah, it just goes to show you, um, mind over matter on the court and on the field and all of that kind of stuff can make a huge difference whether they win the match. Absolutely. Yeah. I so agree with that. Yeah. Oh, I have to make a list of all of those books. I'll leave all yeah. the for everybody in the Amazon links yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Oh, uh, well, I'd love to meet Carrie Green. Um, mm -hmm. That's been on my list for so many years. I keep needing to go to the, the Female Entrepreneur Association Christmas party, but with travels and things, it just hasn't worked out. But I'd really love to meet her. Um, yeah. But someone else I've always wanted to meet, um, even before I've been starting my business, was um, Richard Branson. Um, mm -hmm. I just think he's just so amazing, you know. And like, I follow him on Instagram, and like, I love even how, you know, the other day, he was, again, he talks a lot about mindset as well, which is a, mm -hmm. such a big part of, you know, just everything, like every aspect of our lives, our mindset is so important. And he was talking about like how, you know, fitness is important. It's what keeps him going every day. And there was pictures of him doing his fitness. And I just love how he's built, like, he's just like billionaire now, like, but he's still very ordinary as well and still very relatable. Yeah. So and he's, failed. he's failed so many times, yeah. but. Yeah, I think um, I'd read somewhere or I'd heard him on a seminar something um, that he, it doesn't matter what he does in a day, but he has to do his 10,000 steps. So he knows that he's moved his body, you know, it doesn't, 
need he has to be like full on cardio workout every single day. But as long as he's kept moving, that's why he's so adventurous and he does all of those crazy activities and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> And he's what, probably in his 70s now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know, crazy. Well, we had said that we had to um, get a um, beauty boss retreat on Necker Island and hopefully he'll oh, be crazy with us. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm definitely going to that one. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so what is one thing you have procrastinated about this week? Oh, uh, oh, doing Facebook Live. Oh, oh. <laughs> I really I had at the start of the week, right? Because I, I took kind of a few, um, like a couple of days off over Christmas. That I, I hadn't, I'd intended to work, but actually I was, I felt so tired and I knew that my body needed a rest and my mind needed a rest. So I took a few days off and, and I'm feeling so much energized, much more energized this week for it. And I started back on Monday and I said on Monday, right, one of the things I have to do this week is a Facebook Live and I still haven't got around to do it. So <laughs> now, see, now this is my accountability. I've told you yeah. I have to do it now. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> There's a number of times where I've said, oh, I should go live with this. And then I want to be a little bit more polished or make sure my hair's beachy like it is in the camera right now while we're chatting. Um, and then I totally lose it. So sometimes I think Facebook Live and your Instagram stories, it is okay to show up a little bit unpolished unless it's like, you know, your specific weekly show or um, thing that you want to look properly polished. You're, you're gorgeous anyway. I'm sure that you totally fine on the camera but for me sometimes I'm just running around like a Maddie and you think oh wow that'd be really great to share with the community and then you lose it so you kind of lose the heart that you want to put into it and I kind of get that fear put up like oh, I won't worry about it because I can't I don't have as much energy about the topic but yeah just you've nothing to worry about on that front either I love the beachy hair I love that look it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah so just go for it you're gorgeous too why not <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway, as they say. But I know that it's always a little bit daunting to push the live button. I think a lot of people say, oh, wow, you're so confident on the camera. I'm like, yeah, I still have heart palpitations every time I have to go live or, yeah, do something on video. <laughs> I think it's more the thoughts of it, isn't it? It's like you're thinking, oh, God, what if I forget something or whatever? And then the minute you start talking, like you tend to, you go off script anyway, but it's just, it's like, it's just that thought, initial thought of doing it, isn't it? So yeah. I think that's why, as you say, it's like feel the fear and do it anyway. That's why it's important to push yourselves because the minute you do it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Oh, I want to do another one, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I confidence, you know? there's some filters and, um, you know, I did a Facebook live the other day and it had all of these really cool, Chris, it was actually New Year's already, but I was like, oh, it has these cool little jingle bells and things like that over it. And I was just saying happy New Year to all of my oh. clients. Um, it made it so had a bit of a laugh with it. And I think if you can bring humor into your situation, it can, um, yeah, ease the, the nerves a little bit too. <laughs> and I feel like people really relate to that as well, because, you know, it's like, you know, obviously like people will see you and they see you as this expert and they still do that even if you bring the phone. But I also feel that, that again, that kind of, that's that thing we were talking about earlier about like what makes you different, what makes you stand out. Like somebody can be the most expert person they and know every single thing or whatever, and that's great. But if, you know, you have to have the personality as well that people can relate to. So I feel yes. like that when you bring the fun in and you've got such a gorgeous laugh and a beautiful smile and you know, it's so like, 
you know, it makes someone else feel good when they see you and they hear you. Do you know what I mean? So again, yeah. that's, you don't even realize you're doing it, but it does. It's also, people are listening to the information. I'm like, oh, that's great. And it's helpful information, but it's like, oh, but she's also so nice, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like her. And that's what will make people come back to you again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. Absolutely. Yeah. More Facebook lives this year. I think Facebook want us to do it. So I think so. <laughs> you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail. Oh, that's such a, yeah, this question is awesome. Um, and also very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd say what I would, what I'd love is really actually to really just like get the message out there more and more in the mainstream media and about like natural and organic products, like that it's just as important to be, you know, educate yourself about this and really just put it out there. Um, I feel that, you know, there's a lot of these big, very big companies out there. They've been around for years and everything, but, and people just trust, yes, they trust them. Like they buy from them just for that reason. But I feel, you know, it's, we've come to a stage now just with everything in our lives and whether it's clothing or what food or, you know, cosmetics that we need to educate ourselves on things. We need to ask questions. And that's something I'd love to kind of like get out there a bit more and just actually you know, as I say, in the, even in the mainstream media, like talk about it a lot more and, you know, kind of make people aware more as well of like animal cruelty that's going on as well. And just mm. actually that's something I'd really love as well to just eradicate animal cruelty in general in anything. That's something else I'd love to do. But yeah, uh, yeah I guess that would be kind of what I'd, I'd love to do if I thought I couldn't fail out of that. Oh, awesome. That's great. And yeah, such again, like coming to your values and everything like that, it just links everything together with what you're trying to do and what message you're trying to perceive. If you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? Oh, uh, well, mine's actually a person, if it's okay to be in person. And that would yeah. be my partner, Eamon. Oh, so, uh, my partner, Eamon, yeah. <laughs> he's actually, he'd be very entertaining on the, on the island. He makes me laugh a lot. So he would be someone good to have there. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. You can fight your way out together. <laughs> exactly, Yeah. <laughs> oh thank you so much Nolene we'll wrap it up now what is next for you what's in the works for your business and is there anything that you would like our listeners to go check out we'll put all your handles social media and your website um but yeah just give us a little bit of an insight of what's next for you um, so I really just want to continue again, creating more online courses this year. Um, so one of the big ones I have in the works right now is a um, eye makeup course. Um, I feel like that's one as well that people are very confused about eye makeup and they don't know how to apply it properly or they're a bit scared of it. And, you know, and kind of like teach people things like smoky eyes, eyeliner, that kind of things. Um, but again, make it in a, in a format for people that's simple, that they don't have to look at a hundred different YouTube you know, videos and get, get confused by everything, but they have everything they need all in one place. And um, so that's something big that I'm working on for hopefully the first quarter, if not maybe kind of like by April anyway, I want to have that um, complete and ready to go. Um, and the other thing as well is also then continuing to educate about natural, organic, sustainable, cruelty-free beauty. Um, as, you, as you've rightly said, yeah, like that's part of my values. It's so important to me. Um, and you know, something else maybe is to create a course on that as well. And um, again, because there's just so much information out there, you know, even for me, when I started with this, I'm like, 
you know, I'm trying to read a hundred different blog posts or whatever, but it can be very confusing. And the other thing is well, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So again, I want to make this as easy as possible for people, especially when they're just starting out. So like I, I'll probably start with a beginner's course at first because, you know, we all have to start somewhere and it's all about baby steps. So um, that's kind of what I'm going to be really working on for the first kind of quarter of this year. Um, and then something as well that I, I haven't really launched this or anything like that, but something I've done is I've been um, helping some other makeup artists um, as well. So like I've done a few kind of coaching sessions with makeup artists to help them with their business. So these have been like new makeup artists, but they don't know where to start with the business side. So I've kind of been helping with them with that. And um, so that's something that I'll probably look into long term as well. It's just to really help makeup artists kind of just get started with this really, like how do they, they start at all, like. Um, how do they, you know, find clients and things like that? That's something that, um, as I say, I haven't launched anything, and it's just something. If somebody like sends me an email, and then I will help them with it. Um, but maybe longer term, it might be something I look at. So maybe that could be something we could collaborate on, or something like that. Oh, because, totally. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's where the idea sparked for me with beauty business. I kept getting messages from um, friends that I went to college with, or friends that were on the cruise ship when I worked overseas. How did you start? I wish I had something like where I had my child. I just don't know where to, you know, begin with with the setup that I have. And and it just dawned on me actually when I was on holiday, that whole giving yourself a break can really spark some creative imagination. And it was like, I can do something for someone else. And it doesn't always have to be with clients. And yeah, it's just expanding. Um, you as a person as well so I think that's absolutely fantastic because if you can another makeup artist and whatever that travels into it's um yeah it's going to help another person grow into a beautiful makeup artist and there's plenty of people that need their makeup done so <laughs> yeah absolutely and the questions I get asked mostly are the ones that, like who want to go into the wedding industry so that's something I have a lot of expertise in so you know that's something I can really help them with and the, you know the wedding industry is huge like it's yeah. so big these days you know and but people don't know where to start with that either so that's something I would love to help people with and and as you said it like at the beginning it's like it's sharing that knowledge isn't it like like why wouldn't you want to help somebody else I don't you know I think that's a fantastic thing to do and it's so fulfilling isn't it like because you know we've all, we've been beginners as well you know at our stage and we're still learning like you're always going to be learning and say there's always going to be somebody behind you and above you so you know why not share it you know because it's good for everybody in the long run yeah so that's um, something yeah. that I love about um Jenna Kutcher being that she is a wedding photographer and now she has obviously launched so many incredible platforms being her podcast. She's got an amazing Instagram and her online store that she has on her website sells digital downloads for photographers in the wedding industry. And you kind of think, well, why would she want to share something for photography when she's a photographer? And it's like, well, you can only be in the one place at the one time. Exactly. She was a photographer for her specific area. So she was really kneeling down and yeah. yeah ding ding there's an idea she could actually share her tips of being an amazing photographer for other people and that's flourished into her actually helping um a kind of more full-on entrepreneur platform i absolutely love her she's so incredible 
Yeah, she really, and she's, she's kind of, for me, one of the definitions of like community over competition, isn't she? Yes. Like exactly definitely. as you said, she's helped so many other photographers. And yeah, as you say, like she, you can only be in one place at one time anyway, you know, yeah. there's already, you know, and if you're already booked on one day, well, you know, maybe another bride, there's going to be other brides getting married that day too, like another couple. So like she couldn't even yeah. be on a, in all those places at one time. So of course she can help others, you know? Yeah, So I definitely. Yeah, I agree. She's fantastic. Her Instagram um, tips are amazing as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a beautiful conversation today. I think that um, sometimes I come on the podcast and I, you know, again, getting nervous before we press record and hoping it runs smoothly. But what I love about this platform is just being able to have a proper conversation with someone. You're across the other side of the world for me. And um, my listeners will definitely get some incredible insight into how they can benefit within their own beauty businesses from you. So um, I hope that it's inspired everybody to take some action and um, yeah, I can definitely see some and collaborations with us in the future as well. But I just wanted to thank you so much for giving me your time today for um, my listeners to gain some inspiration and empowerment from you as well, Nolene. So thank you so much, Angela. This has been so much fun. I really enjoyed chatting to you. I can't believe even the time now. I'm like, have we chatted for that long? It just felt like such a amazing chat. I tried to have fun. <laughs> I do try and keep them short so they're sort of like a car ride or folding the washing. But um, yeah, sometimes it's just there's so much information when it's a duo interview as well. So appreciate yeah. that. And I'm sure everyone just tunes in anyway. So, <laughs> well, I really hope that everybody enjoyed it as well. And I hope that, you know, some of this was helpful for you as well. And yeah, reach out to me anytime as well if you have any questions about anything natural and organic related or even just business related. I'd love to chat to anybody and yeah, and I'd love to collaborate with you as well sometime, Angela. That would be fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well, you have a lovely rest of your day, Pauline. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angela. Bye. Bye.